Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their origins to their contemporary pop culture incarnations and everything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and I'm joined today by Leonard. Leonard. Hello. How are you doing? I'm uh, good. It's a uh, uh, dreary, washed out late summer's day and i'm only marginally tired today dave how are you i am i'm up and about it's not a dreary day it's probably gonna be another hot one it was 102 yesterday so it's still it's just going to be hot for forever (laughs) that's that's the lot of this cursed place (laughs) yes i'm sure probably ridiculous for Cameron too um he will not be joining us today but we'll be back next next time <laughs> probably <laughs> yep our youngest our youngest got sleepy and needed to take a break which is understandable it's yeah it's always fine it's always super late um in Australia so these things happen but yes. no worries we we move on and cover the things we're going to cover anyway we're continuing the three mothers trilogy or beginning it however you want to work that mentally uh we're kicking things off with suspiria the 1977 uh version last episode we covered the 2018 suspiria so we're back at the beginning Yes, at the at the <laughs> the the unofficial start of the Three Mothers trilogy, seeing as though um, there was no mm, little emphasis placed on them in Suspiria. Was there any originally, or they just mentioned? Oh, yes, they were just mentioned in passing. Yeah yeah if that it really kicks off in the second film inferno where they specifically call out the three mothers um repeatedly yes and they get a book they get a little book too Mm -hmm. um all right so do you want to just jump into suspiria 77 let's do it let's do this so this is directed by dario argento and it was co-written by uh, dario nicolodi uh, who is in several of the films as well. She's a um, notable actress. And this one... So I've seen this multiple times. This is viewing number... Question mark, question mark. It's it's up there somewhere. Uh, however, I, I don't watch this regularly. It's It goes years in between... And I think we mentioned this a little bit on the last time when we were taking a look at the remake. Uh, My memory of what this was versus the remake put the 2018 version in in very favorable light. Um, Mm -hmm. However, re-watching this again, I, I enjoyed it the same, but just like on a different level yes like i don't think one is 
superior <laughs> Suspiria <laughs> to the other. They're they're different films. Like they yes. don't feel you could have called the one something else. Yeah, they they share a lot of the same uh narrative mm, um share some narrative DNA, share some thematic DM DNA, but they are essentially completely different films um that are trying to do uh different things as films and um uh I can understand why fans of uh Suspiria 77 did not care for Suspiria 2018 um but as as yes I would I would ultimately be going into both of these films for two different things if I were uh, watching them and I did rewatch 77 uh for the podcast so um and yeah, it's a, a completely different experience than 2018. Yeah, we so we have a lot of the same or several same characters. Um, they're handled a little differently. Um, in particular, uh, Susie Banyan, our our main our main girl, once again, she's back. Um, what's also I wouldn't say it's back, but it's here in in full technicolor glory. Um, uh, is the cinematography and the fantastic use of dreamlike lighting? Yes, it's all very uh, it's dreamlike, and it's all very um, obvious, like stage and theatrical lighting as well. Yeah, I, I had the the good fortune. My copy of this um, film is a twenty twenty fifth anniversary um, Blue Underground like DVD set. So it had okay. an hour long making attached to it. Um, I don't know that there were any other modifications. It was pretty pretty cleaned up, pretty clear for a, a DVD from as old as it was because that's like two thousand three or something. Mm -hmm. but um yeah it it looked phenomenal the the score not something that was touched but that that is done by goblin and that is probably the biggest aside from the the lighting the biggest mood setter in this film you can't you can't miss it you can't escape it it's going on all the time uh it's fantastic Yes. But on purpose, um, particularly during the, the interview with uh, the composers, they were tasked with like making certain arrangements um, on purpose be like annoying to listen to. Like that was the point <laughs> of them. So that they're, they work on that level. And they also work because a lot of times the music going on is... Um, designed to be in contrast to the scene rather than uh, accompanying it yes and and you get that quite a bit uh, particularly with the the main kind of suspiria witch theme going on so i think those two aspects of it are are the strongest points 
the story itself is is fairly thin. It wasn't really a whole lot stronger even in the um, 2018. There was more um, more to some of the characters in the 2018 version. Mm-hmm. That everyone here is uh, they just exist. You don't feel that they're doing something in this world. Yeah, like I don't. I don't they, they're, they're they're players in a play. Is yeah, what, what they, this feels they, like. It doesn't feel like they actually do anything outside of the scene that they're not in. There's no action being taken. It, it, they are they are once again players in a play. They are there to fulfill their roles for whatever scene that they're yeah. in. Like. And just the 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 difference between um Madame Blanc and Madame Blank, um, which uh, <laughs> drove me crazy to no ends uh <laughs> in seventy seven. Um like Madame Blanc is uh, Madame Blank isn't a isn't really a character in, in the original. Um yeah, Madame Blanc is not as much of a character. However, this is she's portrayed by Joan Bennett and she was basically just like stealing all the scenes anyway. <laughs> yes. Yes. The the cast in, on the whole is pretty strong um as far as the actors are concerned. Uh we get a great cameo by Udo Kier. Uh, I wish he was utilized a little more, but it was a, basically a walk-on like one-off role. He just mm-hmm. did a, a long like our important segment we needed like he's just expositioning for two Uh, two minutes and then he bounces and he's wearing the best like horrifyingly 70s uh jacket in in existence it's good yeah uh uh, yes he he arrived to do two minutes of exposition and then had somebody dub him over in an audio booth because that is not udo kier's voice whatsoever it is not well and and that's all part of um all of this all of the voice workers adr stuff just because it's an italian movie yep what you get um yeah i had some other point that i was going to go off on but now i've lost it uh that is fine i'll probably circle back around to it at some time something to do with the more the making of oh yes i do remember what it was actually uh yes so because of the nature of the film and because it's a it's a fairy tale is kind of what's happening here it's it's that brothers grim feeling story that sort of thing uh the original casting that the director wanted to do for this movie um and the producers just kind of like said no uh was the all of the 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 girls at the academy um were were intended to be like eight to ten years old oh okay so because he was sort of routed in that and then they're they're instead all put at like 18 to 20 years old Yes. Um, what he does in the set design, and I just really never thought about this. I didn't just I didn't really pick up on it. But um, all of the doors in the academy are at like head height, like the doorknobs. 
which is mm-hmm. not or not a thing unless you're a child. Oh, right. So every time that Susie or anyone's going for a door, like they're having to reach like at or above their head to open a door. And their behaviors aren't late teen, young adult behavior. They're they're acting like children. Yeah. Call, calling each other names, sticking their tongues out, um all that all that kind of thing. Uh it's it's something that I, I think can easily like go past the eye. Like I've watched this movie multiple times, just never thought about that that way until the director specifically pointed that out like oh yeah i mean yeah it's not it's it's overt um so it's a very specific lens to kind of look at the film that changes things if you are (laughs) mentally assigning um these girls as as, putting them in a younger frame Mm -hmm. um that actually makes this even way more horrifying yeah considering what happens to all of them like no one really right no one's well treated by this this movie and and that would also explain why they they put the kibosh on on that idea in general yeah yeah even if this wasn't made in 77 in in Italy it's yeah that, they were like yeah maybe we can, maybe we should do that and and I don't even know um I think that that wasn't the issue the issue was um, no one wants to go see a bunch of little girls in the movie theater. Like that was oh, the yeah, problem. Right. Like it's just not going to attract an audience. It's like, oh, which uh, supernatural something with little girls. Like they just, that wasn't part of the audience draw. Yeah, no. Instead, you you've gotta you've gotta you gotta get the odd you gotta get butts in seats by having a skeleton do its hair and makeup and then turn around and look down the barrel of the camera. Um, the yeah. Suspiria trailer is great and has absolutely nothing to do with the movie. You should uh, all the listeners out there should look it up because it's really goofy and kind of amazing. <laughs> Yeah. So the general story um is of, of course Susie traveling to uh Germany. She's in Freiburg. Um this is not in Berlin. No. And that's that's specifically where the even the later films um I mean I feel like they're they're retconning some of the things um in in um, Inferno, but uh that is where um Mater Suspiriorum um, has her home. Yes. And this is at the Tanz uh, Dance Academy. And she, of course, still is. Um, well, in this case, it, 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 I, I'd say still, um, that is not correct. Um, uh, Helena Marcos is um, Mater Suspiriorum in this rather than being a like a pretender to the witch throne. <laughs> yes. The, the mother's seat. Well, that that and that then that gets gets weird and kind of wonky when we when we eventually get into Inferno because um, there's a lot of weird stuff said about uh, the three mothers throughout that movie and especially at the end. 
So yeah, um, <laughs> well, we'll we'll travel there soon. Uh, there's not yes. a lot of this film to actually like dig into because it, it's we basically the storyline's the same ish, same sort of pacing. Uh, what we do get though is that these it doesn't focus as much. It's focusing on the girls, but there's not like individual personalities really, aside from um, Sarah and uh is it uh, maybe it was olga it was Ola, olga yeah it's olga and uh, um i think out of them olga i i preferred olga's character just because she was so snarky yeah it was it was really good there's, there's an entire like segment of them and again that's why they're sort of cast as childlike but um olga is upset at sarah and and susie um through the dan dance rivalry but um she's sitting there and telling them that don't don't they know that um names ending with or beginning with s are are the names of snakes and she's just having a time hissing at them it's it's really good it's yeah really, it's ridiculous it, but it's a it's a great little scene yeah framed through the the oh they're supposed to be child lens that scene makes a lot more sense um, yes because well, otherwise you're going like wow this is okay <laughs> uh, you mean you mean exactly what i did when i rewatched mm -hmm. that scene and i was like oh man i don't know about this yeah no it was on purpose um she gets she she gets a lot of good uh costuming like her, her outfits are really chic yeah um and i think as opposed to like any of the other girls she just she's just walking the catwalk looks real good uh well, and she, she gets cool room settings too like set dressing I, just matches her clothes yeah i was about to say she she doesn't live in the dormitories in the dance school in the original she has an apartment because Susie originally says that she's going to just live with olga um until yeah i mean who wouldn't want to look at all that stuff it's like yeah fantastic but then, <laughs> but then i'd be worried that olga would just like wear an outfit that completely matches the wallpaper she got real close <laughs> she did get really close yeah um it was it was that hair was a dead giveaway though. yes she has like raven tresses it's, um it's it's good character um i wish yeah. she had more to do like no one really has a whole lot to do in this film yeah she just kind of leaves at, like stops being in the movie and and nothing happens to her she's just gone yeah well she didn't die so <laughs> nope she, yeah she's just she just leaves she just leaves the movie after Susie uh collapses yeah during uh, yeah so uh, during yeah. one of the times that there's dance in this movie mm -hmm. yeah they didn't they didn't um dig into that nearly as as hardcore as the um the 2018 like the, the movie was the dance like that was such an integral part of it yeah like you can't divorce that film from the dance it's this one it could this could have been set in any anywhere really yeah it could um, have been set in a boarding school it yeah and it, it, it would have felt the like same mm -hmm. exactly yeah yeah so that that's an interesting kind of point that the movie's making um and and part of that, of course, is due to um, the writer uh, Dario Nicolodi, 
uh, she based her version of the screenplay, I say her version, the screenplay, on um, a tale from her grandmother who told her that her grandmother had once attended the dance academy and found out that it was like a place that was delving into witchcraft. So she left. <laughs> so taking that and like making that a, a, a tale is what this is basically doing. It's kind of a right. one-off thing. Um, there, there is, I believe there's no specific mention of the three mothers in this at all. And that just became a thing in Inferno and moving forward. Yeah. Um, but yes, so Susie is, she's here at the Academy. She's finding strange things. She's introduced, um, to, um, Pat Hingle. So that mm -hmm. becomes Patricia in, um, the remake. But, uh, it's, it's a wonderful, like, Susie, I guess, is good at lip reading because, <laughs> <laughs> and not in English. Um, Pat is, uh frightened by something in the academy um is trying to get out and then of course she she meets a terrible end um sarah meets a terrible everyone meets a terrible end like yes everyone everyone gets hard giallo'd in this <laughs> witch horror movie yeah there's it, it doesn't go as hard into that as the sequel um which doubled down on the nonsensical wow just going after it um but yeah so she spends the time trying to figure out kind of what's going on because um she she lip read that um pat was wasn't really warning her she was just talking into the darkness um about some sort of horrible secret and a, a passage um behind a blue flower Yes. And um, she spends the movie, like, trying to, to puzzle that out. But um, at the same time, just telling everybody, like, it's it's real weird. <laughs> She's just mm -hmm. talking to everyone she can find. Do you know about the uh, the blue iris? Do you, she was saying stuff, and, and then she died, and I'm going to just tell everyone. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, Susie's real forthcoming with information to absolutely everyone in this movie. Um, I do have to say that I kind of like um, the way they reincorporated Pat uh, talking to herself in the rain and darkness yeah. uh, in 2018 by just kind of having her very agitated in Yosef's uh, uh, office at the beginning. Like, Yeah, it, it worked a lot like that was a much because, again, everyone in here is they're they're not even really an archetype they're very very thin um visually it works like it's it's very very well shot it's a good mm -hmm. scene the music's going crazy it's it works in this um and because nothing else is like um delved too deep uh it's it's fine like i didn't have a problem with it um mm -hmm. the, the only problem you might have is if you if you're thinking about these characters in their context of the 2018 film, you're like, oh yeah, there's not a whole lot here. Um, and another thing, I guess, um, while I was complaining about Susie sitting there telling everyone, if she's a child, that's probably what she would be doing. Yeah. Did you hear about the mystery? We gotta solve that. Yeah. 
yeah, it makes sense. Like in in light of that, a lot of this stuff like recontextualizes what's going on and like why the girls are behaving this way. Why everyone's behaving the, the, uh, yes. this way? Well, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a fairy tale. It's not like it's not supposed to be in the real world, right? Um, I just think that it's really funny that like nobody's like particularly put off about the um like horrifically gruesome murdered uh, murder that occurred uh, and how Miss Blank is very forthcoming. Like, hey. Hey, some hey, well, she was expelled, but hey, Patricia got super <laughs> murdered. I'm just like, wow, nobody seems remotely concerned about that, uh, nor the 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 continuing uh, spat of bad luck that seems to befall not only the school but people who work and live in it. Yeah. It's it's something we do get. Um, I believe this is Daniel is the blind um, piano pianist. Yes, that that has his his um, seeing eye dog. Um, that is like antagonized potentially into like biting the young child. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. We just it's off camera. We don't see what's going on. Um, but he gets like ushered immediately out of the um the studio and then in revenge of the biting that was maybe instigated um is is murdered by his own dog in a fantastic open square sequence that they said took um it was days on end to try to like light that square up because it's 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 a square that's for thousands of people <laughs> right and um the architecture is really great it's all that's all a real place it's not a set mm-hmm. um, that that was a good scene uh that's our first or one of the few like there's a witch something's going on because also the the of the, the main chorus of the theme song is um uh claudio simonetti um talking over his music and basically just saying what's going on in the story but not really because i think he was just giving words like he's like just say stuff and he just was making things up and <laughs> talking about a witch <laughs> like there's a witch 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 and he just kind of goes off and it's it's all all suitably haunting because it's just in the background well really it's it's the foreground because that music is it's loud <laughs> yes the the music's doing a lot of the uh a lot of the lifting um, for for the film simply because the so- story is so sparse. So it's it's more about cinematography, mood, and and music for a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, who else? We have Mark. So there's there again in this. There's um there's more men that have some lines in here than there were, of course, in the um in the remake. Um, but they're yes. they're not important. They're like dispensed with, or they just vanish. Um, Mark, I believe, is one such. I think he just stops being in the movie after a little while. Uh, however, he is a 1977 um, uh, version of of our dear sparkly vampire. 
<laughs> like I couldn't stop thinking about that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is he is Robert Pattinson from seventy seven. He traveled back in time to do this dance role and show off his manly chest hair of his tiny body. It's really funny. Yeah, because because this is ballet. This is the ballet academy. Not hey, it's, not it's serious. He's gonna dance. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. It's it's um it's goofy. Um uh, like the like the the dance academy stuff is so goofy because is goofy because it's so ancillary to to the to the plot. Um once again, it's a it's a movie about a about a coven of witches running a dance school, and the dance is the least important aspect of the movie. Yeah, um, they're not they're not dancing to do magic. Um, as no. was the case in the remake, which made sense. I think that worked really and, well. Um, and this, also they're just playing. dancing. I, they're not really dancing. There's some dance going on very briefly. Yeah, they're like practicing, but not for anything, just to just to dance. Uh, and there will be there will be um there will be tests on on your performance um at at the end of the semester. Yeah. Uh it does however look more like um classical ballet like it's 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 toward that versus like a contemporary fusion whatever was going on in the in the 2018 yeah uh, interpretive dance i'm sure that's actually i know nothing about dance i'm just gonna say i don't know um that's not our strong point so we get some more uh arguably don't know why um witchy witchy magic maggots like let's make the entire ceiling infested with maggots. It's gonna be great. Uh and by great I mean horrifying. No one wants it raining maggots down upon them or trying to brush your hair and pulling maggots out. Uh yeah. This sequence has some great reaction shots from like like secondary cast of of just like crash <laughs> zooms on faces with maggots they, and they, like no... open the door and they just have maggots on their face. Like, okay. Yep. And and yeah. and not swiping at their face whatsoever, just like, yep, look, look what happened. Hey you, hey you over here, look what happened. Yeah. And of course the, the maggots are traced up to uh, a room in the attic where they were storing food that had just been sent to them but had potentially spoiled um in route. Uh well that's a lot of spoilage if you got like several tons of maggots coming coming out of it from like a little chest yeah but i i love that it was fil- it, it appeared to just be filled with raw meat um and i'm just like why isn't that in a refrigerator i know you've probably got an ice box in here somewhere why is it in the attic i have a lot of questions no no miss tanner wait come back i have a lot of questions about how you stored this meat and what i've been eating yeah so that was the thing um the pl- i mean there's just not a lot there's not a lot else going on uh sarah no. 
Sarah makes her discoveries, um, overhears some things, and then gets stuck in the barbed wire room. Yep. <laughs> it's I I I know that it's a really effective scene for a lot of people, but there's the aspect of the fall into the barbed wire room, and yes, I know it's probably she was panicking and not paying attention, but it's just the cinematography of like oh the the, the floor didn't exist before she jumped into it, therefore <laughs> she did not see any barbed wire. Well, she was she she it. was trying to jump across to the other door because there was a door over there. Okay. And she was being chased ish. So the only way would to go was forward and it suddenly was barbed wire room. Um yeah. and then I guess a, a side note is the actress like she didn't get hurt, but she definitely got all kinds of pinched up because that was actual wire and she's they did she's like, We just did one take, thankfully, but I got home and I was just like covered in welts <laughs> and pinches yeah. and stuff because she was struggling in a, a, a basically a giant slinky. Um, yeah. I mean that does have a lot um I think it's another thing you probably couldn't do again. Uh it, it, it you can look at it and go like that's really risky. Like <laughs> You can't account oh, yeah. for what the wire is going to do or get you out or all kinds of what if you really got tangled and yeah, it just seems oh, like no. a, a stunt that would be hard to do and justify. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that would never get approved nowadays. <laughs> like no aspect of that stunt would get approved by any any studio yeah. today. That's a main actress. You should just jump into this bale of wire. It'll be fine. She'll be fine. It, it was it was Italy in the seventies. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, we have that. Uh, due to the maggot infestation, all of the girls were moved from the dormitory into um, the dance hall, yes. where they would spend the one night, which seems nebulous. But um, yeah, they. They do that, and that this is prior to um, Susie, not I'm sorry, Sarah running off. Uh, they find out that we get we get the story of Helena Marcos, um, being the runner of this of the academy. Um, she doesn't reside there; she visits on occasion. And Sarah had had. Uh, encountered her before because she has a very distinctive like wheezing sound um of breathing i guess when she sleeps maybe when she's awake we don't know um so the the little story that sarah tells to Susie is um a, a probably one of the more effective pieces just because it's it's that great um dormitory like bedtime horror story but you're also couching that in the fact that the spooky wheezing uh academy instructor is on the other side of a curtain like right yes nearby making this way more horrifying yeah uh, I, and i do like that they don't ever mention uh they don't mention helena marcos by name to the students she is only Seemingly only known as and referred to by by the students as the headmistress. 
Yeah. Um, which is important because uh, the one of the changes that they made uh, from 77 to 2018 is that uh, Helena Marcos is a, a is a local legend. Uh, she was accused of witchcraft in many locales and fled from each of them until she uh, what bought the property or built the house that would later become the dance studio and then died in a fire. Yeah. And that death was a dubious one. And obviously um, it had an impact on her. Her There was a fire because she's all burnt up. Yes. Um, and runs the studio for nebulous we don't know why reasons um they they cashed in on that hard in the in the 2018 because she's specifically like usurping bodies to remain young until she explodes out of them with her corpulence it's it's good in 2018 here that we don't know what's going on it doesn't matter so um, there's a witch it, it is it is actually funny because during the uh udo kier exposition dump his basic the basic uh terms of what the witches want is they want money but they want money by using witchcraft to hurt people and i'm like oh that's kind of rote and yeah weird that's like, like you're not, you're I'm like getting money off of young girls. I don't or whatever. <laughs> oh, I, that was also well, another. Well, I mean, te- technically, I guess the families would be giving them money. Yes. To send them to the academy. Um, that was another change that I thought was it's so minor, but I thought it was really amusing. Which is in '77, they're like, "Yeah, it's fifty dollars. Uh, you got to pay people. You, we, you don't get to live here for free." And then. In, in uh 2018 it's like nope it's all free and we also know how important it is for a woman to be set financially all on her own and i'm like oh that's i, I yeah i like that i like that change from yeah. 77 to 2018 so they're they're getting some look that that's not a whole lot of revenue in on on this dance academy i'm sure there's other costs um that need to be paid but yeah it's a weird like get money do bad things okay you're just making them like cliched villains (laughs) you've they've kind of conflated witches and dragons a little bit it's just like a witch on a pile of treasure that's a good one. We'll run with that, I think. <laughs> yeah, so Susie is running around trying to get all this stuff figured out. She talks to another expert in witchcraft briefly, who kind of lays out what's going on slightly more than um Udo Kier's character. Yeah. Um, but it's not it's not a lot. This is um Professor Milius. Uh yeah, it doesn't do a whole lot for the film. Um and then it just turns into Susie 
questioning um, Madame Blanc about, like, the, did you guys have secret passages here? Um, I heard about a blue flower. That That's another, okay? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, oh, man, this scene. The, the, <laughs> where, yeah, Susie specifically mentions irises as she and, and Madame Blanc sit in front of a, a, a huge mural with irises. <laughs> on it and i'm just like oh come on just just look over just a little to your left you just turn there, there's literally like three primary colors in the room and they're all right behind you yep um, right and there. all flowers yeah so it yeah it, it does that she eventually finds the passage by realizing she can just go turn the flower yep and then makes her way into the the catacombs of the academy. I mean, that part's fun. Um, yes. Well, I mean, the whole movie's fun. It's not like it's not dragging. It's 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 an hour and a half long. It's half. There's an hour less of this than there was in the 2018. Uh, so it moves at a fairly quick pace. Um, for that, it still felt a lot longer than an hour and a half. I think when I'm was watching it, the first. 30 minutes goes by really slowly. Mm -hmm. I think just because it's taking us time, dream, like kind of going through the motions. Um, yeah. Then this, this picks up. Um, she, she goes down and she's like witnessing a witch party. It, it's like it's, it's like it's like a dark communion because Madame Blanc. They literally give like Madame Blanc a communion wafer, yeah. and then she and drinks a, and wine. a wine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they were just kind of leaning on that. Um, it's the whole like, I'm surprised they don't have upside down crucifix. It's it's just yes, like, okay, it is. Okay. It, it's like okay, it is very satanic, panicky in the in that in that reveal of of the yeah. coven of witches and, and i also yeah. really like that uh i love that madame blanc is like yeah she's just gotta die we need to get rid of her just kill yeah, her the, no the, like, the nosy american she's yeah she's asking all the wrong questions or all the right questions to the wrong people she's too curious it's like uh okay um that's like a i think that's that's a an interesting thematic change between 77 and 2018 as well which is um you know the, the, in 77 the the coven still has like real world concerns and things that they have to like obfuscate from people and yeah. in 2018 they are so completely in control of every aspect of what's going on other than like the 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 kind of witch civil war that's going on in the organization that they don't have to worry about any like an investigation or pretending because they can just no they just glamour they're just, whoever yeah. they want <laughs> they just magic it away if there's a problem yeah like the 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 conflict is not from being discovered the conflict is is completely internal in yeah. 2018 which i think is fascinating yeah it's it, again it's just a, it makes for a stronger core cast 
and like what they're doing you're, you're more concerned with like that internal working because that's the crux of what's happening um here it they're switches they do which things and it doesn't really matter yes Oh, they also they also kind of conflate witches with vampires too because uh it, I it's not uh Udo Kier's character but the older professor who's just like yeah you just kill the leader and the rest are dead I'm just like mm, oh okay yeah it's it's a little weird <laughs> the coven is like it's a snake with its head once it's severed it falls it's like okay yeah. that doesn't seem like a very good way to go about being witches <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe maybe don't sign up for that one your, your your only benefit is maybe getting some extra money <laughs> and then one witch being able to do fantastical deaths on people if like need be but they're very they're very like melodramatic deaths so it's like Maybe some more direct action might have been better. Curses aren't yeah. so great here. <laughs> they were, but they, they, <laughs> they, 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 like when they take effect, seems to be nebulous. Like it's just gonna happen eventually, probably. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully they didn't talk about it before they got killed. And there's also a lot of uh, uh, um, collateral property damage involved with these these curses. Yeah, and they're like. That that's not that's not an inexpensive building. The architecture is, looks pretty expensive, and they'll have to keep replacing yeah. glass panes and things. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like, ah, oh, we're making all this money, but we have to keep sinking it back into the <laughs> the building. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. This witch pyramid scheme seems a little, <laughs> little poorly thought out. Yeah. So shit. Um, Susie has a. And an anticlimactic showdown <laughs> with Helena Marcos. It's, yes, it's good. Um, and another, another part, another um, tidbit here. There's a leopard statue that explodes. Uh, <laughs> yes, six signaling the destruction of the witch body. Um, prior to, of course, um, Marcos's own death, but um. Uh, Claudia, uh, um, sorry, not Claudia, Daria, um, Daria. yes, Daria Nicolotti, uh, she, she wanted that to be an actual, like, leopard, like a big cat, and they were like, yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> so, of all the things we could, we could take care of, that's one of the ones that was not going to work. Um, like a, like a taxidermied leopard? No, they wanted to, like, have an, an actual cat, and then, of course, do you know, uh, uh, okay. Uh, Let's do um, just do a um, replacement. Um, um, yeah, like I'm I'm a cat or whatever that would just explode <laughs> afterwards. Uh, you you do have like to a excuse hard me a hard hard cut to a puppet that blows up. Yeah, you do have to excuse me because it is an Italian film, so I just had to make sure. Yeah, they weren't actually going to. Well, she didn't specify. <laughs> maybe they were going to explode a large leopard i don't know they didn't she didn't get to she didn't get to do it whatever she was trying to do she was like yeah they wouldn't <laughs> let me put a big cat in there that was that was like the extent of the um the, the, the factoid when she was doing the interview 
I think oh, she also uh, wanted her to turn into a cat, which was the thing. Uh, there we go. That makes sense. And then explode. <laughs> that like, well, we can't sense. do that. Or maybe it was budgetary because they spent... Um, there was a lot of issues with the production of this film. Um, and in particular, they wanted to film it in Technicolor. And at the time, uh, all of... So in 77, all of the studios across the world uh, were being shut down. Technicolor was going away. Um, mm-hmm. They they found one machine that they could use to do the um, splicing or whatever they do to make it Technicolor. Um, and they were able to get one camera that does it and had to be quick because it was just going to vanish <laughs> because it just wasn't the thing anymore. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that was part of it because that what i think was incredibly expensive um to do and that the other like the big lighting projects all that stuff just could cost so much that they um yeah they had to look out for the budget in other places and i think one thing was scrapped was the let's have an exploding leopard <laughs> transformation scene yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. all of these all of these lights <laughs> cut into the exploding leopard budget. So well, that's that, gone. Yeah, and then the other large thing is um prime I think it's all of them with maybe one or two very small exceptions every every trick was in camera. Yes. So that was another thing that like made production like go over long like it was harder because they were trying to do everything without any post-production um special effects work mm-hmm. they wanted all of it to that to make it more fantastical to have it just show up on camera um, right and just use every trick they could to do to to make it work so the times when you see um helena marcos like just vanish and then become like an outline that's all in camera yeah so i mean it, it, what it does is though it makes it it does not age the film you can watch this and go like these are just really good special effects you, you don't think about it right um it's not pulling you out of the movie at all and it's and that's the same thing even with the um the latter films they all, they all do a really good job with that but so, yes she just stabs her she stabs her with a peacock thing i don't remember what she uses uh, uh, she stabs her with a piece of broken uh, modern art yeah after helena marcos simply just repeatedly screams you came here to kill me you which you know i think is really great because it's just like i really didn't i was just coming here to dance i just stumbled in here i wasn't like (laughs) actively trying to do anything i don't even what do you who are you what's going on susan doesn't even know what's going on um she has a vague understanding because she's been told by other people like different things yep like none of it's been a cohesive like here's the what's happening it's like no she just had to figure something out and like there's maybe a witch she doesn't know there's no confirmation other than this lady just vanished um and that her best her best school chum is is a zombie with pins in her eyes. Yeah, that part was pretty disturbing, actually. Yeah, because she's like, "You, you, death has come for you," or something. And then the closet opens up, and um, Sarah walks out, zombified. Yep. It's a for all of a minute and a half. 
Oh yeah, because she she the magic fails when the witch fails. Yep. Or all of the witches fail when the witch fails. It's 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 dubious. We have to take everything with a grain of salt because no one's like out here with hard facts. Um and my my favorite bit is she's just like you 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 came in, you can't see me or whatever and she turns invisible <laughs> but there's like well don't leave a big outline of yourself like right there that that's a that's a dead giveaway <laughs> so so my favorite part about that is is the fact that there's a big like sunken in body sized in spot on the bed but when Susie stabs uh, Helena Marco, she's sitting up. So she's just been lying in that bed so long <laughs> that it has it has formed a little a little taco shell around her. <laughs> so yeah. even when she sits up, there's just an imprint of her there. Yeah, and this 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 isn't bloodborne. The she's not <laughs> like very mobile. Um and she didn't just like teleport herself to another part of the room um you know nope. you, you, you turn invisible and then you sat there cackling uh yeah you you didn't move her you didn't go anywhere <laughs> she just stabbed you <sighs> turning invisible did nothing um, yeah maybe it's spooky <laughs> you really you really felt to utilize your grand high witch powers in the in the instance that you would honestly need it the most yeah, I mean, had you been able to transmogrify yourself into like a leopard, um, that may have done something. <laughs> but then again, you could have just been like an old and burned up leopard that also didn't move. <laughs> like I'm, 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 ob I'm objectively a little more frightened of this, but <laughs> it still, you're not going nowhere, and I have a sharp thing. Yep. Yeah. And so I stab you. And the, and then the and the, and then it turns into Castlevania for a bit, and the house dies. Yes, which is a really good turn. Like yeah, if, if that's if they are the heart of the house, and the house is like the base of their power, like that that makes sense more than just like the coven, like yes, immolating as well. But that's theoretically what happens, and Susie she gets out of there, she gets away never to be heard from again yeah she walks out the front door and that story is over yeah the that credits just actually, like roll <laughs> yep i'm like there is there is there is nothing after and then she left at the end which you know if you're going for a fairytale vibe yeah sure the 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 end is and the evil was defeated well yeah you don't you don't do follow-ups like we don't find what happened to hansel and gretel later where did red ready and like it doesn't matter um yeah so which which ties this to the rest of the stuff like not at all um again it's like retconned into stuff happening and kind of kind of referenced um in the in the sequel inferno yes which we'll move on to now actually <laughs> yes heavily referenced in inferno the, yeah they 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 realized oh, we didn't have a lot of background story going on so we're just gonna do all of it yes um and interestingly enough uh the 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 homes of the witches are, in fact, uh, one of the main aspects of, of this of this film. Yes, 
So um, Inferno, uh, again, directed by um, Dario Argento. Uh, and I think... Don't have to look at the writing credits. So... Uh, Dario Nicolodi, um, she's in it, but she did not do the Rise of the Screenplay. It's still just by Argento, so she didn't share co-production in that in that sense. Um, however, she puts herself in or she didn't put herself, but she's in the movie now. Um, this so this one I've only seen, despite owning it. Um, I, this is probably the third time I watched it in. 20 years so my memory of this literally was like the opening underwater scene that's all i had like i, I had <laughs> nothing else in my in my mind and then watching it again i realized exactly why <laughs> why i don't remember the rest of the film uh despite all the exposition this is the to me a far far like weaker entry Yes, absolutely. Like, it's not memorable. I don't really care about any of the people. Uh, it So there's too, there's too many side cast members that, like, rotates around, and then I, I, mm-hmm. just, I lost track of who was what's going on. Yeah. Like, it has a main through, through line, but it visits a lot of side characters that just, like, who or why are they running? And then they died. Okay. Sure. Um the main the main plot is uh following two siblings, Rose Elliot and Mark Elliot. And Rose uh is in New York City and Mark is in Rome, which is more significant later than it is like in this actual film. <laughs> and Rose uh she un- this is the weirdest like so the movie puts a lot of faith in like coincidences mm-hmm. and they don't make logical sense like if so we have the three mothers there's a book written by an alchemist um varelli who has written this book the three mothers and it it it's, it tells you the tale of um what the homes mean and then kind of like what the witches do from their places of power so we have um uh made superiorum who's who's whose terrible homes in freiburg um meter lacrimarum uh, who is in rome and meter tenebrarum who is in new york uh the freiburg home is no more it was burnt down the, the mother of size is also uh, vanished from this this mortal plane um something t- to that effect seems to have uh so they they share power like they're yes. wa- they're one entity basically they're they are the three mother mm-hmm. um and when one of them vanishes they they aren't it's not a secession they're not replaced by another new mother um that 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 remaining power, I believe, is just split between the now not triumvirate. Right. But it's still lessened. And some of that seems to have happened to the the home um, of uh, Major Tenebrarum. 
uh, and and their their tribulations and trials over time have just like weakened them a little bit. Like they mm-hmm. they get into scrapes and it just leaves them a little bit diminished. But they're still they're still out there kicking, trying to make money. I don't know where. <laughs> yeah. she, I mean, she's making money off like hotel rent. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think that I think it's uh, it's. I, she's just a landlord. A hotel or it's a, uh, an apartment. Yeah, it's an, it's an it's an apartment, not a hotel. Yeah, so you're just getting you're getting apartment rent. Like it's. <laughs> Yeah, you are, but yet you've sunk in like millions of dollars into this decor. Like this yes. is the most lavish. Uh, like, how is Rose a poet living in this place? It well, must be it was like New exorbitant. Seven. Was New York in seventy-seven? I mean, you regardless, this is like York. this is you could, but this is like upscale Ritz-looking apartments. Like there's no yes, way, but it, you, yeah. You, but you walk into there and like your money just like it's gone just because it, you walked into the lobby. <laughs> it's it's all a facade, Dave. Because as we well know, the place is in horrific disrepair. Um, like if you just take what if you like exit a service exit like off of the main lobby, you realize that this place is completely falling apart. Oh, yeah. I actually yeah, it's, kind it's, of, it's actually like it's not up to code at all. <laughs> no. I actually kind of like the idea that that this disrepair of the house might be like a little bit of signposting of the um weird flux that uh the de- the disappearance, the vanishing of Mother Superiorum uh may have caused like that this is it is a direct uh, cause of this disrepair, like if it, if I, I the think house so. Is, I think is, it's reflecting the state of the witches. Exactly. Um, because man, that 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 <laughs> sunken ball, that sunken room directly underneath the foundation, <laughs> just like That's no, just asking for no. problems. I... <laughs> this, the, this building can't exist in this state i refuse uh, i'm like oh yeah it's right it's a magical witch house so i guess uh, yeah and i was i was i was actually a little only slightly upset because i i had confused my uh which mother lived in which location so i when i saw the the sunken room i was like oh that's kind of cool it's the mother of tears and it's a uh, this completely submerged room i bet that would probably that ties in somehow oh no it's the mother of darkness the the youngest and the cruelest of these sisters i mean she's 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 pretty cruel she just keeps murdering the tenants for no reason yeah because no one's giving you money like don't you want money no one's really figuring anything out no they're just (laughs) incidental people like wandering around and they just get murdered it's like okay. I mean, yes, we have Rose that that she was actively sticking her nose and her feet and body into the house. That was maybe a mistake. Yep, probably a mistake. If I was, if I was going to be honest, maybe you shouldn't do that. And so, well, uh, do, 
Did it say what the keys were for? I think they were her apartment key. It, I, I think guess it that's. Have been. I think that's. That it might have mean she was wearing them on her wrist. Yeah, I think that's literally the only reason why she needed to get the keys. Because I didn't even realize they were keys until there was a underwater close up of them, and I was because my thinking was, listen, there's no piece of jewelry that's worth like splunk diving into a, a flooded a room thing, in yeah, the you, you, apartment. Yeah, you can't see into there. You have a little lamp. Um, you, you don't know what's in that. Why would you know? Yeah, no. Is the no, no, no. To be fair, she originally was just, it, it fell and was caught on the chandelier. <laughs> yep. And so that was reasonable other than like, it was driving me insane that she like continued to have her full clothes on and then that water like it's like that was just a weird okay like i don't like getting wet in general and i don't want to be wet and then be clothed like that's the worst (laughs) sensation dave 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 i am 100 percent with you on that absolutely yes and just to clarify i'm not saying that oh she needed to have no clothes like i don't care about that i just that the clothes and the water like is, is a no-go that's a yeah. non, non-starter can't do it, um, it, it it's ba- it's bad enough when you're when you're in clothes and submerged but like the moment that you get out and you're just completely waterlogged it it, it is it is a um it is probably the most unpleasant physical sensation i can think of yeah of and, just being and, wet in clothes and then forget it if it's denim yeah, 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 exactly. The true horror of this film and the power of the witches is making you uncomfortably wet. Wet. <laughs> we hate it. Um. Yeah. So, so she she sends she a letter gets, to her brother. Yeah, she sends a letter to her brother in Rome, uh, who is in like the greatest music class ever. Everyone, put on your headphones. Yes, everyone. We'll, we'll, all, we'll all share the bit of music because I can't afford speakers. Yep. Also, the uh, the windows are going to burst open, and nobody's going to act like that's weird. I don't even know if they saw it. This the, again. This is so very dreamlike that there's a lot of questionable. Like, did something happen? Why we we don't ask why. Why is not a question that works here. Um. It's more like when, when, when is this? When is this happening? Again, the movie bounces around a lot, and you're just like, I, okay, he's here in New York now. It's been a day. He's looking for his sister, so he goes. He goes to New York, looking for his sister. Um, oh yeah, the the bit that we totally glossed over, which was like super important. Um, <laughs> the as we do. As we do, uh, right next to the uh, witch house, the witch apartment complex, apartment complex um, the witch sublet, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, a, an antique shop uh, run by Kazanian. Yes. Who has multiple copies of the Three Witches book. Yeah, you you think that the hey, that's just why? 
Okay, I get, I get it if they were somewhere else in the city. But it's like right next yeah. door. Yep. And he has exactly three copies. <laughs> yes, of the, of the three mothers book um, that he just sells to people. And, and he, so because we watched it recently, uh, Kazanian reads to me as the owner of the bookshop in A NeverEnding Story. <laughs> He's like on purpose handing out this terrible book. Did it frighten you? You know, it's like, okay, man. It's not even in okay, it's in it's in Italian. And yep. like I, I get I get that a so that's probably why that um Rose because she has to translate, like she has a, a book a dictionary on Latin. So that would have taken I've done that before. That takes forever, and she's doing a whole book. Sure. She's I mean, really, no, she's yeah. really into the story. I mean, maybe, maybe she had to look up just a few words or something. Um, not doing like a line by line translation because that's gonna take all the time in the world. Um, her brother probably speaks Italian. He's living in Rome. Yeah, I would. I would certainly um, hope so. Well, he. I think he saw. Did he, I think he saw the book and was just like could just read it. Or there was a no, it wasn't the book. It was that letter, um, the scroll under the floorboard, which was really stupid. Um, <laughs> and that it happened to be like right, yeah. <laughs> the coincidences in this film are just like the, you cannot ignore them; they're they're too much. Um, uh, there is there is the mysterious student in the music class who is not listening to music and staring at Mark while holding a clearly unhappy cat. The cat um, just did is, not want to be there. It may have been the best, the best part of the movie was that cat. It, 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 that cat is the best part of that movie because that cat wants nothing to do with this production. Uh, there's a great shot where you see it try to wiggle its way out of her arms and you see her just like, eh, nope, got it. Got nope, to stay nowhere. here for that shot. And I'm like, yep. There we go. You're going nowhere. I'm Mr. like tinkles. I'm like your witch powers are clearly waning. Your familiars want nothing to do with you. Yeah, it's super weird because like, why is she there? Like, it, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. Like, okay, nope. It's just a very evocative image, but it doesn't. So the thing about Inferno. So this is the first time that I I've seen Inferno. I'm sorry, and. <laughs> And the and the um the, the 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 what Inferno is is what I thought Suspiria seventy seven was after watching twenty eighteen, like because I wasn't really keen to revisit it because I'm like it's super light on story and it's mostly about visuals and music and everything. But I'm like, no, there's 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 a there's a narrative through line. It's not it's not great, but but there is a narrative here, but everything in Inferno feels so dreamlike and so far removed from, from the, the story. And I'm doing big air quotes right now that it, it, it just nothing there. It doesn't feel like there are any stakes to anything because nobody acts like a person. No, I mean, yeah, th this is leans really hard into, 
I don't even know if it's it's just it's just dream like fairy tale thing. Like it it's doubles down on it. The the color, the lighting is really good. Um, yeah, the music is every like that stuff still is fine. Uh, it doesn't carry the movie enough. Like I mean, it, it shouldn't have to, but like it, it it did its work in Suspiria. It, it here it just feels like a lot of window dressing and not yeah. a lot inside the window. Yeah, and this is only apparently only 107 minutes. This movie felt like it was longer than the two uh two and a half hours of Suspiria 2018 like this was dragging on so long oh absolutely absolutely I there were numerous times during my watch my viewing last night where I was just like what's happening what's going on who is this now yeah, I literally had no I'm idea just like, who a lot of the girls were. I'm like, I don't. Were, were they music students? Were they just in the apartment? I don't. Who are these girls? And then they die. The, and and they all look very similar to one another. Like Rose and Mark's friend in in Rome, who just kind of accidentally gets killed because she's curious. All yeah. right. Although I will admit. I uh I don't remember what her his friend's name was. Um the one who ends up reading the letter and going to the bookstore, but that death where there's the bizarre like tarp covering the doorway and she just rips through while screaming <laughs> having been stabbed in the back. I'm like, yeah. I don't understand the logistics of any of this. This is this is an apartment that that tarp clearly wasn't there because it, it's like a doorway. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. Uh, I I think my favorite character is probably the Countess. Yes. So this is Countess Elise de Longval Elder. Um, she's the best, and she did not. I mean, no one, of course, deserves a bad end, but hers was like particularly egregious. Um, yeah, she 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 provides the most uh, information. I like that she's like she's she she points out to Mark. She's like, hey, just so you know, all the apartments have this weird um, ghost scare people hole in it. All the pipes are connected and just open. Um, so you can just whisper into one of them and scare the ever living hell out of an occupant of of an apartment. Yeah, I think of of, of all the characters, and even more so than um, Mark, she has the most agency. Um, she's a little bit debilitated because she has her own physical condition um, where she's having to have injections um, by her her evil butler. Yes. Yeah, there's a subplot. What's and see, I think so I so with Suspiria. <laughs> with Suspiria, like the murders are very Giallo influenced and and but still in service to this overall mystery witch mystery. And here it's just like the murders are Giallo. There's a Giallo subplot with like 
the the manager of the building who isn't in on the witch situation but is also evil and planning something with the butler and i'm just like we don't need like there's it's too much of of that giallo influence in this one so that and none of the and none of the supernatural stuff like makes any sense or 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 had seemingly has any rules yeah it's it's a lot um i mean what they could have done was had the the manager be in when she's managing the building she should know that it's a witch house um if she and the butler were plotting to just off the countess and get her jewelry and inheritance or whatever the money uh, and then use that for the building like that makes sense Mm -hmm. like it's not it you're probably getting more over time leaving the countess alive to just keep paying the whatever the probably exorbitant um rent is here or just charging her way extra because her her apartment is like it's lavish like a multi-storied like thing yeah, she she's yes, if if it were a modern movie, it would be a a giant building and she would have like the top 3 yeah, like floors the, the, of the, the penthouse. Penthouse suites like just combined. Yeah, exactly. Um so she's obviously paying a lot of money for that. Uh you could just charge her whatever. Um if, if <laughs> money apparently isn't the motivation in this one <laughs> nope because you just keep murdering people and like you're not going to get any money if all your tenants are dead just saying yeah, uh, and and this would have actually been uh, let me present uh, 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 another fix for you um due to the uh due to the events in suspiria uh, the two remaining sisters have been weakened and they have set upon a plot to essentially do what uh, Mother Marcos was trying to do at the end of Suspiria 2018 and just create, well, not create, but um, the the remaining sisters would recreate another sister, Suspiriorum, in the hopes of somehow returning, uh, returning their power. And... Um, uh, man, I just forgot her name. The the ill woman who is very rich. Oh, Elise, the countess. Yes, the countess. Um, and you know, uh, the, the, it's it's kind of like a Rosemary's Baby scheme where they're keeping the countess sick and they're trying to like put put a foreign soul into her so that they can regain their power. That that. Just that simple change would would make this film more compelling. Yeah. So <laughs> instead, what they do is they double down on a random. Uh, yeah, it's really dumb. They <laughs> they they forced um, Varelli to build these houses. Yes. Which feels like oh, he built them a hundred years ago. No, no. He built them very recently because he's still alive and he's a regular man and still here. Uh, He has been um, crippled, I guess, uh, and wheelchair bound to serve as punishment. I don't know. They don't talk about it. It It's it's an important plot thing that they just do not like discuss. 
And so I read it that he had been alive for hundreds of years because they are very specific about making sure that you know that he is an alchemist. And I'm like, okay, so yeah, maybe that was, it's just real glossed over. It's Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not examined with any kind of thought at all, but they, they do, they, they, they at least introduce some plausible deniability into how long. How yeah, long I, I could have missed it. I was so like not engaged with <laughs> what was going on at that point, because it's like, let's leave this for the last five minutes. Yep. Reveal him and then reveal it that his nurse is the witch all along. It's like, okay. yeah, there was no build up to that. She had like literally one scene and seemed to be fairly pleasant. She, and and she's like talking to Mark saying, oh, the, oh, the doctor wants to, to talk to you. It's like, eh, you think you would keep him away from. The thing is, he's also evil. He's not a good guy. Right. And he and 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 it wasn't like she was doing anything to keep him from talking to Mark because he's just fine. Like he has a voice. He has a vo- oh well, he couldn't in the elevator because he no, has a he, voice he had, box. Yeah, that he had to have plugged into the terminal. Um, so right. the other weird thing is the it plays it off like he's a hostage in this building. Yep. Until he starts doing his evil, I'm actually like the bad guy behind the scene. You know, Wizard of Ozing everything. Um, because in the in the elevator with Mark, he like literally carves the the witch's name on his Mark's briefcase. Yes. Like why? Like, there's zero yeah. motivation. Zero. Like that's that's just you're trying to draw him further into this and to just to kill him. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, why. <laughs> yeah, it's not great because he 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 he's presented as a hostage, but he's not it, it, seemingly not. He's super. He he's evil. He tries to kill Mark with poison by stabbing him with a hypodermic needle, um, which I mean, Mark yeah. sucks out sucks out the poison. Yes, <laughs> that's just... my favorite thing because it's it's the whole like. It's like the snake poison. Suck it out. No, you've actually made it worse because the capillaries in your mouth are a faster <laughs> spreader than what it would have been in your bloodstream. Like it's it's going to kill you much quicker going through your tongue. No one needs to know. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so you're not just yes. gonna suck it out. Um <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the least egregious of whatever this movie's doing um, is that that particular little scene. But uh, so the, the uh, Varelli does say that he's like poisoning Mark was a separate thing. Um, he's he's not really a prisoner. He's suffering, or he he's serving like penance for the thing he's done as by creating these terrible houses. Like they, right. he, he says that he's like, I'm, I'm here of, of my own will. It's like, I'm punishing myself um, to, to do this. And, and then he's telling him to like, it's a real weird. He's like, you don't, we don't want to let them hear us talking that I'm going to kill you. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Like, why do all the subterfuge if you're just going to poison someone? Yeah. Like uh, it, I yeah, got a whisper of the secret to you. Come closer, so I can stab you with this 
nebulous fluid that I just yeah. keep I keep on hand right here just in case this happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that oh 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 that failed and now I'm out of my wheelchair and being strangled, strangled by, my, by my own cord. Yeah. Yep, voice box. Well, I guess I'm going to exposit at you a little bit before I go. Yeah. I, I, what does he say? I think he actually says, surely I must be dying now. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's it's a then, lot. Um, finally, we yeah. get the confront, confrontation that really doesn't mean anything and has no stakes, um, but has some really cool shots in it that I actually like quite a bit. It, yeah, and I want I want to roll it back to um, Kazanian because that oh, yeah. was a oh yeah that was a thing. Um, so there's been a problem with like stray cats, mm -hmm. and they've been like wrecking shop. They've been rolling, rolling they're all over the apartment building. They're they're just bugging everyone. We don't know why they're there. It's magically I don't know. It's Again, they, they, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they do. They do uh, make a note of pointing out that that the the houses themselves, after after occupancy for for a while, begin to just kind of leak corruption and yeah. alter the area. Yeah, and it's just it's just it's messing with like cats, rats, whatever people. Yep, it's messing with everything, and I don't think that that's a an intentional thing. It's just like that's the what you get by living in the vicinity of which house. Um, yeah. So Kazanian's upset about this. The cats keep like getting into his shop or busting his antiques. Like that's understandable. Well, he bags them up. Yep. Takes them down to go drown them in a river. Yep. The, 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 the sewage treatment river. I, yeah. Like the only the it, it's it's New York, so the only thing that I can assume is that this is like supposed to be Central Park. Yeah, <laughs> with like the Inch High Lake. Yeah, yeah. And, see, he walks over a bridge that looks like it has a like something flowing under it, and like ignores that. I think you could have dropped him there if you were going to do this. Yep. Uh, proceeds to walk into the weird sewer treatment lake. Like there's an open sewage pipe flowing into this water of question. Like you do not want to be walking in there. You do not want to be stepping in there. You, you um, don't want to do it, even if you're able body. And he, he yeah, requires and he, a he, crutch to walk. He requires both crutches because he can't move. Like he 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 drags his leg in the middle. Like oh, they stay right. they stay yeah. together, and he's just like three leg in it. Um, he tries to like drown them. He finds a deeper part of the two-inch pond. Yep. Uh, that seems to work. And then immediately, like, slips, but still is <laughs> yeah. in, like, an inch of water. I I thought that's actually how he was going to go, because he couldn't stand up. And I was like, oh, that's actually really kind of, that would be really funny and ironic if he just drowned in, like, an inch of water. And when he was trying to drown this yeah. bag. <laughs> and that's basically what happens aside from uh, the eclipse that has nothing to do with anything 
except nope. they call it out. It's like, this is the first eclipse in this city for 47 years. It'll be something to see. Um, and this is the mother of darkness, something they could have done something real cool with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it passes by like utterly uneventfully aside from maybe making the rats go crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And the weird hot dog vendor man. I, I have never, once again, this was the funniest, like, it is really, it's horrifying. It's a horrifying scene. You don't want this to happen. You're in gross sludge. Rats are biting you. It cuts to like the one dude that could help you really kind of, he's kind, of far, he's kind of far away truck. who runs a yep. hot dog truck next to the sewage lake. Um, that, that, that makes it dubious in the first place. And then the dude just like hears the script. He just books it. I've never seen he's yep. it's, it's a big hefty man just booking it um along the edge of this lake. Runs all the way up to him. Has a thing that's definitely not a butcher knife and just like chops him in the neck. And then, <laughs> yep. and, then and then walks off like that. That was he, he, he kick he kicks him over to the sewage pipe and then leaves. <laughs> and what, what I thought it was gonna do was he was just gonna take him and make him into hot dogs. Like that would have been a better arguably it, it, it would have been some kind of motivation it, um, and, and it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have altered the the series of events in any way no no he just gets like dogpiled by rats and the body that's already been he's dead but he's been rat masticated um that we never see the hot dog guy again he just goes back to his making hot yeah dogs. no once again, this is this once again when I say like there's too much giallo in this, it's stuff like that that I mean. Like that that entire death sequence is is a death sequence with no restraint, and because it doesn't have any restraint, it just doesn't make any sense. Like there's some poetic irony and justice in him drowning in the inch of water that he couldn't murder those cats in it less so when he gets attacked by rats that have made a raft out of a cardboard box because they do and they climb on him only to be like like fish chopped by a hot dog vendor for no reason at the end of it yeah who was booking over there at high speed like that was the best that's the best part. Part. he's running so fast it's 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 like it would be it would be a really really funny subversion of because he's screaming for help like and that's yeah. what you think is going to happen is that he's going to help him and it'd be a really funny subversion if 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 there wasn't all of that rat stuff happening right before then yeah it, it, it like doesn't help the scene nope it doesn't and, help the movie because it's it's well, no, unimportant. You're be, you're be, yeah, you're being like bitten by rats, and oh, okay. But then you get your neck chopped. Like that's like you don't need three modes of death in like one scene. He was gonna yeah. die and, from like the water. <laughs> and and once again, and his and his his death doesn't do doesn't add anything to the narrative and doesn't come back. So it's it's unimportant. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's like so. You're the justice from you dying from trying to murder the cats that were corrupted evil. Uh, it's like what? It would be different if it was showing corruption, like leaking around the city or having something to do with the eclipse, because that 
they yep. made a point of talking about it but the eclipse passes and then the dude runs over if he, yep. if, if he had been like running over during the eclipse that would have made more sense yeah exactly and then you have like so and then you have a character like make a half like offhand comment like in the next scene of like did you hear about all the crazy murders that happened in the city last night wasn't that the wasn't there an eclipse last night just something offhanded like that to establish any context for yeah. for that scene even <laughs> you would afterwards but that's not what we get that is not what happens um no yep so uh, again it just doesn't matter uh, all the murders are being done by huge, giant, man-shaped things. Yes, roughly man, man-sized hands, man-sized entities. Yeah, which never bears any fruit other than the weird reveal kind of at the end. But that still doesn't work. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Although, I will say that the creative... Um, sort of death by window painting um oh, yeah it was it was pretty good it's it's a guillotine by a window pane um however it's even better because the window pane doesn't just like sever the head it it has nope. to be like forced down like three or four times <laughs> to make yep. it work so it, it's, it's, it's it that it runs toward the like comedic but ultimately it's not funny you're not laughing no. at it, um, but it's just like a better tie. Like it worked really well. Like it's a mm -hmm. visceral scene. You're like, okay, yeah, that the 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 pain wasn't sharp enough or whatever. It needs more force. Um, it just worked really well. Um, well, because they do, they do, they do a real. It's it's almost like pre Final Destination where they keep cutting to the the window pane and her head's through the, the window and it, and it drops and it stops right before it reaches her neck you're like oh okay and then you just see the hand grab it and lift it up and it's like oh yeah i guess you'd have to do it more than once just manual uh manual death override it was it was literally like me in elementary school and having put uh, far too many sheets of paper in that paper cutter, that old oh, school yep. machete on a block paper cutter that they allowed children to use at one point. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And all there's a who's movie, the there's a movie I think that deals with that where they like unscrew the the lever arm from there and whack somebody. I don't remember what movie is, is that though. the faculty that feels like the faculty could have been, <laughs> it would yeah. I mean, it's, it's that era. Yeah. Yep. Somewhere, somewhere <laughs> around scream faculty, like 96 to 99, somewhere in there. Yep. Hey, you know, what's a good tie in for our horror movie gap gene. <laughs> Okay, so what's what's this witch's motive, Dave? I don't know. I don't think she knows. <laughs> Neither do I. Um, she's gonna. She she wants to take Mark to the witch dimension. Yep. Which is and, the dimension of darkness. She basically it's the dimension of darkness where like Pinhead lives too, because she's talking about like 
will i will transmogrify your body and soul and yeah going off on it and then doesn't do anything but she does get that really great shot in front of the mirror where she talks about that's probably the best part of the movie yep 100 (laughs) percent. she talks about darkness the the shadows kind of like envelop her she disappears but then it's still her reflection's still there so that's always good yeah it turns and then she's like farther away into the mirror yep like it's it's really very it's very phantasm feeling um i liked this part a lot until the mirror explodes and she becomes skeleton yeah um my favorite part is so um we failed to mention because this is only tertiarily um important to the plot but the manager uh the butler gets killed i think he gets choked so hard that his eyes pop out which is great and goofy and then the manager gets killed when some cats attack her is that no that's not the manager and she drops a candle the 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 countess is killed by cats and a neck chop She's like wanders into the cat attic and then yes gets mauled by cats, yeah. uh, and then neck, neck yes. chopped while she's helpless being mauled by cats. That that sucked because yep. she was a good character. Um, she's like the only empathetic character. Like I don't really care about anybody else. Um, nope. <laughs> it's because she had a character, so it like exactly. there's there's something more to her. Um, no, so the manager has the candle. She gets scared by the butler eyes, um, drops the candle. It lights um, as we've been. Oh, no, I, I say as we've been. I, I've been saying in other places that people keep putting <laughs> candles closer, too close to um, curtains. Uh, that is the case here. Everything's like this velvet curtains and they just go up like immediately. Yep. Uh, she tries to like the curtains are like, I don't know, nine feet tall. Like they're real big. <laughs> big heavy heavy drapes and so she she sees it on fire and tries to like pull it down to like stomp it out but it just falls on her (laughs) it just she stands right under it so it's that's her own fault um it falls on her and then she like is screaming she if she just like stopped and rolled she may have been okay but she rolled right out the window instead yep yep flails Um, flails right out a window she goes out a window and then down through a sky, another skylight. Yeah, another part of the building. Of the building, because yep. the building is like it's not just it's like multiple buildings attached to each other. It's very big. It's like a complex yes. for no reason. It has like a weird factory looking abandoned. I don't know. There's a lot of set going on in this building. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she falls and crashes through the thing and then it, it lights that on fire and then by extension the fire goes through the pipes um and burns yep. the rest of the building sure that's what that's what happens it goes through the yeah, i know i oh i know light, lights up the building um and then we get the, the the titular inferno um and as this is happening um major tenebrarum is talking to mark uh and She's in the mirror world and she tells Mark she's going to take him through the mirror and take him to the witch land and torture his soul 
for money, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why. And why does she care about Mark? Who knows? Mark's has a terrible mustache. Um, and she tells him that, like, you know us by the name of the three mothers, but men also call us death. And yep. the mirror explodes, and she's like the Grim Reaper. A big Grim Reaper. But like an eight foot tall Grim Reaper. The, yep. it, like, it, the idea is fine. It's the dumbest looking Grim Reaper. <laughs> it's just all skeleton and a cape. Uh, yep. a, clo- a cloak if it had just been a cloak like a tall cloak with like nothing inside would have been way cooler but the skeleton well, yeah, was just man. like it looked like party city skeleton or you know whatever the home depot 12 foot tall skeleton is that's making the rounds um it's like that with a with the cloak on it um there is one last shot right before she turns into the big goofy grim reaper that i really love and it's uh her walking towards her reflection walking towards the mirror and there's just that one beam that's on fire that swings right in front of her face as she's walking and i'm like "Ooh, wow that's stu- i could i could see that stunt go bad and i'm like that's impressive. Once again, could never get an actor or actress to actually do that stunt nowadays. And man, it looks real cool. Yeah, this whole, I mean, her her entire, like, all of the set design is, is fine. Like, there's, yeah. I have no issue with, like, it's all really, really good. This place looks fantastic. Crazily lavish. Like, every, it's so, it looks so expensive. Um, <laughs> and her, her parlor room with her big table and she's just like this is the greatest part is when you when you meet her she's not she's not sitting there cackling or like welcome to my abode she's she's dilapidated like the building is she's just kind of like she became the mother of size here she's just sitting and her hair's over her face and she's just not she had a bad day maybe yeah (laughs) yeah a lot of a lot of bad days and she looks up and she's just like, oh, yeah, this sucks. But um, we're all because I, I, he comes in and he doesn't know she's a witch or whatever. He, he's just like, we got to get out of here. We're all going to die. It's on fire. And she's like, oh, yeah, we're all going to die. But I'll take you to the witch dimension first. And like, OK, yeah. like, let's just go there. Is it not on fire? Like, sure. No, and <laughs> apparently the witch dimension is also on fire since it's, yeah, it's apparently it's, the mirror mm-hmm. dimension. Yep. So it doesn't work out. She becomes the specter of death and then still just burns up, I guess. Yep. Mark Mark kicks down a conveniently burning door, which she had locked when it wasn't on fire. Yeah, he gets out. Um and, and yep. it, it, it it does the exact same thing. Like he gets out of the building, turns around, looks at it, the building's on fire, and then the credits just go. Yep. Like, okay. The end. The end. Goodbye, Mother of Darkness. Like, these witches are terrible at their job. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm she just... was pretty good. She obviously got money from somewhere, but... I'm, yeah, she... I, I mean, of of all the locales, I, and really of all the locales, I think New York was probably the most preferable of them. Yeah. So... I think that's that's Suspiria and Inferno. Yes, the, the beginning and end of the uh, the witch pyramid scheme. Uh, 
We've got one. No, more. we still have one I, more. I know, I know. <laughs> yep, we're mother of mother of tears, uh, and um, Thomas De Quincey's um, *Suspiria de Profundis* book too. Uh, or at least yes. a, some segments of the book. We're not reading the whole. It's a book, but it's a whatever. We're reading that section of it. Um, we will cover that next next time. Wrap this thing up, and then not worry about witches for a little while. <laughs> until 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 uh, Amazon announces an Inferno remake <laughs> that fixes all of these problems and is five hours long. Yeah, I mean, I would watch it. Like, there's a lot oh, yeah. you could there's a lot you could do with what's here because yes. they just they they put a lot of threads out and they just didn't follow them. Um, I like the ideas again, like the the music, the lighting, the sets, like that stuff's fine, but that's not a movie. That's just spe- <laughs> no. that's just spectacle. Um, the witch is not very witchy. Nope. Make her more witchy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm down for this to be like reframed, um, in the way that Suspiria 2018 was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would, I would adore that. And you know, they even they once again they lay the groundwork. Like Suspiria 77 did not mention any of this, and this was all kind of recontextualized in Inferno. So, but by seeding this all into uh, Suspiria 2018, you get to jump off of off of it uh, with the themes that you established in that film and 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 the consistency. Like, hey, instead of this weird book that was written by some guy who built the witch house houses, how about it's Patricia's diary from 2018? Like, yes, it's waterlogged and probably heavily damaged, but you could probably find that and that could stir something and start something. It's Yeah. Not not full the, of possibilities. Not the I'm living in this building and I've sold my st- story that people shouldn't know um to the guy next door so that people can read it and then I get them killed as part of my penance. Like what is it? Uh, yeah. Why? Yeah. You're yeah. endangering yeah. people even though you're trying to like make up for building these terrible icons of power i don't i don't know and yeah i I, i've I've seen mother of tears twice Uh, Um, i have not heard great things about mother of tears it's it's something well we'll we'll find out in two weeks time all right yeah i think that's that's, um we're, we're, we're calling this one wrapped up um I don't have anything else. It's 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 too much. Absorb. <laughs> Take the time to absorb the the colorful flavor of this. Uh, Leonard, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Doctor Faust is dead. Uh, one thing that I do want to mention: uh, I can't get too mad at Inferno because it only cost me a dollar ninety nine to rent on Amazon. So <laughs> there's that. Um, and to follow up with the admin, uh, people can also find me online on YouTube by also searching Dr. Faust is Dead, uh, where you can find my video content, which consists of essays and other fun video game related things. Dave, where can people find you on the internet? They can also find me on Twitter at Santinot underscore plus. They can find the podcast and all its wonderful glory of past episodes 
uh, on monster deer dot monster. And Cameron, yes. our wayward host, can be found on Twitter at night underscore twitten, and that's night without a K. I believe he's turned himself into an old man these days. Yes, like me. Yeah, just like an Mark. old man like me. Yep. It's 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 funny. Too funny. <laughs> it's okay. I'm still the oldest of us, so I'll 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 take my position as the mother of tears. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cameron is the youngest and most cruel. <laughs> yes, that's the that's the that's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, so we will catch you guys next time for something. Um yep. it's probably Legati. Something Legati yes. in, in a shape a shape or form. We'll find out and we'll let you know when we do. And uh, that's us, I think, signing off. So bye-bye, folks. Goodbye.